being able to see through the belief shifting, like how much control and how much power you actually have over your life. You actually step, get to step into that creator role instead of being a victim to a life that you're just conditioned to be living. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast where I interview spaceholders from all over the world. I am Carolina and I'm the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Natalie, the intuitive healer and mentor. Great, Welcome really to today. the show, Natalie. How are you doing? Great. Doing really good today. This is amazing. I love that. I'm super excited to talk to you. As you know, I've been following your content. I've been loving it. Absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm just mega, mega pumped to talk about all these different mm -hmm. healing modalities and some of them that we are both practicing, mm -hmm. uh, like Psych Case. So, yeah, it's just really exciting uh, conversation with you for me. And so I would love to start from a little bit of story behind how you got to do what you're doing. Like, where did it start? Was it... Uh, always in your mind or in your, you know, uh, awareness that there is spiritual world? Did it start somehow? Did you experience any spiritual awakening? Yeah. Or so how I did it all was start a nurse. I'm a nurse here in the U.S. Well, I was, I've quit recently, but I was a nurse for like almost 10 years. And, um, I found Psyche K on Instagram. Um, yeah, I was just scrolling and I saw somebody doing it in their stories. I had never like heard of it before, but always been really spiritually inclined, like to intuitive and alternative work because being a nurse in a modern medical system leaves a lot to be desired. It's not the most fun. <laughs> so uh, going down like alternative <laughs> wellness paths, I like had acne in my early 20s and I didn't want to be put on a pill. I went to like a doctor for it. So my intuitive like wellness journey, I guess, really started with nutrition because I went to the doctor and he was basically like, oh, you have too much testosterone. And I was like, that's not an answer. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. So I healed acne with <laughs> nutrition. And then I feel like a lot of people get into like intuitive spiritual wellness, like through nutrition. It's like a really big avenue. Um so then I started going down, like doing this intuitive work and I did mm -hmm. some intuitive, um, work with a healer, um, just healing a bunch of trauma I had in my life. And I was like, I think I want to do this. It just felt so good. And the results were so different than just being handed like a pill. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into it. And then my wife and I moved into a haunted yep. house. So then it was like, Oh, the other side is like confirmed for me, like working through clearing this, um, he was a serial killer spill it spirit from our house. And then I just kind of started doing everything that interested me. I took like a tarot course and I learned astrology and I went to shaman school for like a weekend. And then I found site, site K and it was just an immediate fit. Mm, beautiful. Wow. So you have a lot yeah. of uh, <laughs> uh, stuff up your sleeve. <laughs> Astrology, shaman, you know, psyche. Okay, amazing. That's really, really uh, interesting for me. Like I also am interested in all these topics, but I haven't really learned 
much about, for example, astrology. I've had some astrologists uh, on the podcast, so this is the all, all I learned. But it's actually really exciting to then combine all this different wisdom from all these different things and realize that it's all the same thing anyway. It's just a different approach of looking at the exact same thing, the, mm-hmm. the spirit, the energy, the source, the whatever you want to call it, right? Because uh, yeah, to sum up, it's just source talking to source right now, using the source uh, on the source, you know, like everything is everything is source anyway. So like, <laughs> it's just funny to think so sometimes, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just God yeah. talking to God, like no biggie, you know. <laughs> But it's it's beautiful that you started from nutrition. And I think, yeah, for for a lot of people, it's like an opening path. And so um, it's great. I feel like uh, almost every person that I talked to on the podcast started from some kind of challenge that they had to go through <laughs> to then heal themselves. And then they're heal like, myself. oh, my God, yeah. this is actually amazing. I can heal myself. And then this opens up the whole the whole new universe, right, of this alternative holistic healing. And that's why it's so exciting for me to talk to everyone, because pretty much I've had so many people dealing with so many different issues and everyone was like, yeah, I dealt with it and now I'm on the other side of it. And now that's why we're talking here to help other people to experience the same thing. And so, you know, I don't (laughs) see any acne on you right now. Uh, So... So um, what did you do well, exactly to birth control, it, like to, everybody, you know? um, at least like most females in the United States. And I uh, quit when I divorced my ex-husband because didn't need it anymore. And then like the acne just came full force. I had never really dealt with acne before. And then I was looking into holistic remedies for it. And with birth control, it messes a lot with the um, flora in your bowels and in your gut it like disrupts the hormones there. And that's kind of where your hormones originate from is from the gut. So I cut out extra hormones like dairy and eggs. And we did really low gluten to no gluten, just like really low inflammatory for like a couple years. And it, it cleared up. That's amazing. That's a beautiful story. Um, and I know that also acne sometimes is uh, linked to frustration and anger, I believe, uh, or also to sensitivity sometimes uh, in people because it's like uh, something that is on your skin that is the that is the layer of of yourself that takes uh, the energy in so sometimes when people have acne it can be that they are just really sensitive spirits and uh, you know the sensitive aura as well and so then if you're highly sensitive you got to be extra careful with who you spend time with and what kind of energy you're taking in because that could also be um, like you know, putting the, on the pile of uh, the cause of the acne, right? But yeah, frustration and anger is what I found. Okay. <laughs> anyway, like I always blamed it on the mercury and now I cannot even do it. Uh, but yeah, if not, maybe yeah, I'll do there it. Is- blame it on something at least something external you know if we can find something to blame it on perfect yeah if you don't know but yeah i always say if you don't know what, you, what to blame it on just blame <laughs> it on the moon but then poor moon poor moon then uh, you know it's not actually its fault so yeah sorry moon i'm just i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> anyway let's come back to our um chat about healing and and everything because i would love to talk to you about psyche and especially about some success stories that you have to share with yourself or maybe with your clients that were the most 
maybe inspiring or exciting for you that once you've gone through uh, the psyche healing with them or within yourself, uh, it was just amazing life shifts that were following. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. I uh, don't are you know how to, to share some? I have been doing this for like three years. Um, and I've seen some really incredible stuff with my clients. I, and I don't know if you found this, but I find that most of the time they like clients have a better outcome when they do more than one session with you. Like one session just doesn't seem like they're like, Oh yeah, that could like, that could have helped. But, but after two sessions, it kind of like solidifies like, Oh yeah, no, that actually really did help. I do feel better. And then you have that second session to kind of go in and give them confirmation and validation that what their experience is real. And yes, that shifted. And you know, um, I've helped people with fertility issues. I've helped people Mostly the people that are attracted to work with me, um, have a lot of significant trauma in their life, um, like sexual abuse or just really traumatic environments as a childhood, abusive parents, um, substance abuse, mental health disorders, like in their parents and their early environments. And I, I, I really love working with people who have gone through things like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's in my astrology chart. Like one of my transits is like really good at transforming like terrible shit. <laughs> well, I don't know. So I feel just feel really comfortable holding space for people to sort through that and like get a deeper perspective about why their soul might have signed up to go through that and what lessons it taught them. And then, of course, use a psych K process or actually I do some shifting in the Akashic Records also. Um, to to remove the trauma from that situation, so they no longer are you know experiencing any PTSD or triggers by it. I have worked with tons of people. <laughs> Whoa, I'm interested in that. I'm interested in that Akashic records to remove the. Tra- How do you like do that? Can you describe it's, a little bit more? It's just a different process. It's just shifting and moving energy with permission from the other person. Um, yeah, I don't know how to really describe it. I don't have like a set way that I do it. It's just like, I'll go into the Akashic Records, which the Akashic Records are just a 5D consciousness that hold all possibilities of all of your lives ever lived or to be lived or currently lived. It's just like a place of infinite time and space is the way that like my guides described it to me. (laughs) So I had a mentor who taught me how to go in and I got like attunements to go even deeper in the records. and um I'll go into my client's records sometimes if we feel called to, if it's not like a simple thing we can fix with site K we'll go in and we'll see like what other lives a trauma is associated with, or I don't know, you can see anything in there. So I'll go in and then specifically when my clients are working through blocks is when the records come in handy. So we'll like invite the block forward. I'll see what it is, what caused it, how they called it in. And then we'll do some shifting and healing around the block. Is that a good description? Yeah. <laughs> mm, that sounds great. It sounds like a it sounds like a good good mm-hmm. complementary uh, thing to use with Psych K. And I found it that yeah, it's very nice to use other methods. Uh, like you know, w- once you use Psych K, once you use something else. And I'm using a completion process method of Ooh. Teal Swan, and this is like an inner child trauma healing, um, which is also a complementary thing when you want to go really deep into what happened in childhood. Then you go through that, and you're in a yeah, yeah. in the experience going through the shit, right? Um, so then. 
I also found that co combining it also uh, brings very, very good results. And so it's great that you're diving deep into the records. I'm really, really uh, curious about this. And <laughs> yeah, 5D consciousness sounds freaking cool. So um, that's awesome. That's freaking awesome. And so you are very intuitive uh, because you you can, you know, go deep into the Akashic records. You can have some insights about someone. So what about um, this, these people who are maybe struggling to go in like deep and maybe struggling to trust their intuition? What would you say that could be the best way for them to start listening to their inner voice and trusting it as well. Because I feel like self-doubt is one of the blocks on our path to really being intuitive because we are always questioning ourselves. Like, am I really feeling it? Is it actually what my intuition says? And so how do you um, go into yeah, this I, journey so of trusting your intuition? That. I actually, it's a daily practice. Like it took me forever. <laughs> I feel like until I learned Psyche, I couldn't really like, remove those blocks that were stopping me from having like a clear connection or trusting what I was receiving or anything. Um, so definitely shifting the site K. I totally recommend it. If you haven't done it, if you're having issues connecting intuitively, like try it, it works. Um, and then aside from site K, really just make it a priority to practice every day or spend like five minutes intentionally tapping into your intuition or like asking your spirit guides to come forward so that you can feel them. It really is like growing a trust muscle. You really just have to have some kind of a daily practice and like committing to it and being really intentional with it. Um, other than that, I call myself an intuitive mentor because I have an online course called Intuition Unblocked that is six or seven modules, depending on which option you pick. And it teaches you how to connect to your intuition using different tools or if you don't have any tools. Mm, amazing. This course sound, sounds awesome. And so what do you find that are the biggest blocks of people uh, on their path to, you know, feeling their uh, intuition I think, or, or receiving guidance? I think it's guidance? really different for everybody, but I'd say maybe the two biggest things um, is people not feeling safe to receive. Um, if you had like, there, I, don't, I feel like everybody I've worked with, I've had to shift some beliefs about feeling safe or being safe. Because this world doesn't condition you to feel safe innately. So um, shifting those blocks around really feeling safe allows you to open yourself up to receive more once you have that like baseline belief of like, okay, I'm safe. And then there's a lot of fear about not being able to control what comes through. So shifting blocks around everything that you receive is only of your highest and greatest good or shifting blocks around feeling protected really help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's amazing that's that sounds like really spot on uh answer and spot on blocks because if i think of my blocks mm -hmm. in the past it would be probably the same thing like like just questioning myself doubting myself and also yeah being afraid that it's maybe not the right answer or you know just feeling unsafe about something right. that it could actually do me more harm than good if i receive not a good message uh but yeah i i actually personally have shifted a lot uh, with using the course um with the course create your destiny cool. by william whitecloud it's actually a free course he is intending to uh, have one million people all over the world to go through this course online and what he teaches mm -hmm. in the course is coming back to your baby self 
when you were born, like he uses this visualization where you come back to your, mm -hmm. he calls it innocence, like in no sense mm -hmm. state where you don't make sense of anything. And you just really feel into how you felt as a baby when you were mm -hmm. just where, <laughs> when you just were present, right. And just receptive to whatever comes. And from this consciousness of a little baby who has so much trust and so much just um, openness in the channel to the divine, right? Without all these conditions, all these filters on our reality. If you go to this consciousness as a little baby, you can be more receptive to whatever comes. And then he will be like, whatever you see, whatever you feel, just make it up. Like if you see something, just make up what it means because yeah, your intuition always shows you what it means for you. So if you're receiving this particular picture, that means that for you it's meaningful somehow and you can interpret it. And you're the only person who can interpret the message that you're getting. So for me, this was really helpful to like really feel into this state of being a little baby to not have any constructs, to not have any logical mind telling you that this is like it is, or, you know, any definitions really. So I feel like that could be a helpful tip for anyone who wants to connect with their intuition more to just really feel how, yeah, as if they were a little baby with no sense, no beliefs, no mm -hmm. uh, pre- you know, programmed stuff in their, in their mind. I think that this could be um, a great thing to do. And so I had one more question about intuition. Um, but um, what was it? I asked you about the blocks and about the tra. Did I ask? Yeah, because I would like to know, because I feel like mm, when you don't trust yourself, when you have like some, for example, gaslighting as a, as a child, right? And you're just not confident, you're afraid of these insights that you are having. Like, how can you deal with that? With this lack of self-trust, like lack of, apart from uh, using psyche, maybe, there are, are there any methods that you would recommend to really start, you know, believing in yourself and trusting yourself and your own judgment. Because of course it's like gaslight, uh, gaslighting is a, as a trauma because it's a lot of that. So we can go to this trauma and reprogram it. But there are also other things that we could do to be more in tune and more mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, trusting yeah. to, I to ourselves, um, right? the holistic psychologist on Instagram. She's, I know she's got a ton of followers, but I heard her on a podcast and I loved it so much because I think this, um, this like tr not trusting yourself is also kind of, a byproduct of self-abandonment. You're just taught to abandon yourself. You're taught that, you know, other people know more or, you know, so she says people with self-abandonment issues, she always recommends that mm -hmm. you make a promise to yourself every day. And then you keep that promise every single day. And it doesn't have to be big. It's like, I promise myself that I am going to drink a glass of water. And then you do that for like seven days and then you like pick a different promise for the next day and you do that for a few days and you just slowly like rebuild that trust with yourself and show your subconscious and your psyche that you're going to show up for yourself every day, that you're going to keep the promises you make to yourself. And then it kind of rebuilds that trust in yourself. Mm -hmm. mm, wow. That's a beautiful way of doing it. It's like forming a new habit of really, yeah, keeping the promise to yourself. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I have never thought about uh, this. Yeah. Like that, but it just reminded me of this, uh, thing that, uh, Tilson said, I don't know why it just reminded me of that, but, mm. uh, of building confidence in little kids and building their self-trust when you, uh, for example, give a little kid, uh, two same forks, but you give them a choice to choose one. 
so that they can they can build confidence that they can choose for themselves and trust themselves in their own choices. And even though there are two same forks, if the kid actually chooses one, then it's like, oh yeah, okay, I'm I'm the one choosing. I'm the creator of my own reality. I'm the one, uh, you know, forming forming whatever, choosing whatever I want. So that's a beautiful way. And then uh, uh, she was talking about the trick that then when they made the choice, you can say if they don't want to do something, you can be like, you know, so last time, uh, mommy. Uh, gave you a choice to choose your fork so this time mommy will choose okay and then it's like oh yeah that makes sense you know i chose the fork <laughs> so now mommy will choose what shoes i wear or like if we're going to uh, kindergarten or not so <laughs> i think that that just reminded me of this oh, yeah. uh, this kind of little trick and i thought it was funny and um, but yeah so i would love uh, to ask you more of a, a personal question, although I know that you've shared a little bit of that uh, on your social media, so I'm not sure how personal it is, yeah. uh, but you had a husband and now you have a wife. And so I wanted to ask you, like, how did it feel for you? And did you encounter any resistance from anyone when you were shifting, you know, from one to the other, or did you just get, you know, do you have already so aligned uh, audience and so aligned people around you that everyone was just chewing you up or how did this transition even happen to you? And how did you discover even that this is it with the, this time with the woman and, you know, has it always been there for you or was it just because this specific person was so awesome that you just felt it? How did it uh, work for you? Cause I think it's very interesting and intriguing because not, I don't know many people who have done it this way. I know uh, people, uh, my friend who was with girls the, the, her whole <laughs> life and now she has a boyfriend and she's super happy. So I know the other way around, um, but it's the only person I know like that. So I'm super curious uh, personally. And if you're happy to share anything about yeah, it, I would be absolutely. mega, mega. Uh, I share about it a lot. <laughs> so I, um, it wasn't any big thing where I like woke up and was like, oh yeah, I like women. Like it, it was never like that. I was never growing up like closed off to liking women. I just never met one that I really wanted to pursue anything with. I was always trying to get male attention, which came from, as it turns out, like a lot of subconscious trauma around like needing male attention. So like a lot of it, um, me being with men and pursuing yep. men was, was really healing a lot of ancestral trauma in my family about like male attention and absent fathers not being around because like mom stayed home with kids, dads worked, dads were really never around. So you like crave that male attention. And then all of the conditioning that you see on TV. And I grew up in Texas and like Southern United States where it's very like straight, white, normal, go to church, like religious, like it's very closed minded boxes. So growing up in that conditioning, it just never like, I don't know. I just never found a girl that I was like, yeah, I want to pursue this relationship with you. But then going to college and doing all of like the right things I was supposed to do. I went to college, I got a nursing degree, even though I hated it in college and then got married right out of college. I was like barely 21 when I got married and it kind of felt like it wasn't going to work out. It felt like it was going to be more of a choice than anything, but I've always been the kind of person who's like, yeah, I'll try it we'll just see how it goes. Like I'm not putting a lot of pressure on the outcome. We'll just see how it goes. So got married. And then I think everybody in our families and like our friend group really knew that it wasn't a match that was going to last forever. And then I met my wife now. Um, while I was still with my husband, we, I worked with her ex-girlfriend in nursing. And then eventually I transitioned to work in the hospital that she was working at. And then at the same time, my marriage was falling apart. I wasn't happy living in the suburbs 
being married just for the sake of being married. There wasn't any real connection. I worked nights. He worked days. We never really made the time to hang out. We try, I tried. I was like, okay, let's go on dates. I'll plan the first date. You plan the next date. And then like, he never followed through with planning the next date. And then I was like, well, we should go to couples therapy. And he didn't want to go to couples therapy. So I went to therapy on my own. And through like a few therapy sessions, I was just like, yeah, I think this is really headed for divorce. <laughs> and so we separated and then I took like a travel mm -hmm. nurse, like a contract assignment in Colorado where my now wife had just moved to. And then, but it was like, that rest was history. It was really kind of a soulmate connection. Like I, it's not really about the gender for me come to find out. It's really about the person and that she's the person that really compliments me. So that's how, yeah, I just did it. I don't know. And nobody, I didn't meet any resistance. Mm, that's um, so my younger brother is gay and my parents were just like, yeah, okay. But I've always done things without necessarily asking for permission to do it. Like if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. So they knew that like nothing was going to stop me. So what choice do they have but to be supportive? <laughs> this is an amazing story and it's really inspiring actually, because not many people, <laughs> or maybe I'm not, I'm not sure, maybe I'm generalizing, but I feel like a lot of people are actually scared mm -hmm. to leave the marriage just because of the societal, you know, construct that's, oh my mm -hmm. God, now you're married. Now that's it. You got to stick to it. And so how did you find courage to actually end it? Did you um, just, you just knew that, okay, it's not going to work or, um, and this gave you courage to like, you know, be completely done. And what would you say to all these people who maybe are in these relationships that are not fulfilling and they are married and they think that marriage is the thing and you never can break it. What would you I just, uh, say to them? What kind I of advice would you give them? What was more worth it? Like my happiness or settling to make other people feel more comfortable. So in my mind, it wasn't a question. Like this was no longer a supportive environment for success or intimacy or happiness. So I took myself out of the equation. I gave him a chance, you know, I gave us the chance to really work through it and see if it could be something, but he wasn't in a place to take me up on that chance. And I don't know. I've just never really cared what other people thought. Like I'm going to do what I'm going to do because that's, what's going to make me happy. So I'm just going to do it. Uh, and if I have any advice for people who are in like unsatisfying relationships, um, check your conditioning about it, about what relationships are, because most of the time your partner is a mirror of your parent relationship. So like, how did your parents treat each other? Is that, do you find yourself repeating those same patterns and like going through healing those patterns, you might feel like a natural disconnection from them. Um, and don't buy property with, <laughs> don't buy property. It really, it really makes things messy. <laughs> You have to be willing to just let it go. Like we had a house together and I just, it was going to be more trouble than it was worth to fight for that investment. So I was like, you can have it. <laughs> That's it. a funny <laughs> advice to give people. Don't buy property. <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel yeah, I feel it. But I guess it's different when you are deciding to get married at 21 and when you're mm -hmm. deciding to get married at 30 when you already probably know what you want. Because if you're in the relationship from a very young age, you haven't really discovered yourself yet to know what you need in life and what your desires are. And so you're growing right. with this person, which is great, but sometimes you can grow in different directions. I know couples, uh, two of of my closest couples uh, of friends, they've been together for like 10 years right. and the same they are together. going together, but actually yeah. together, right? The same, they go the same direction. Yeah. But uh, there are couples also who after like, 
you know, eight years or whatever, they're just like, wow, we are already growing so much apart mm -hmm. that it's just no longer uh, serving us to be together. And even with me and my ex-partner, we've been super happy together, but because we felt this soul calling that it's going to be actually best for us to split. We had no doubt. And although it was super hard, because mm -hmm. none of us wanted to actually split up like, in our mind, right? But our heart, our soul told us that this is the best thing to do. And it's just uh, pretty interesting because, you know, in, in our case, it was literally like... Um, my ex-partner channeling God in his writings where God was telling him like, look, if you want to be a writer and I'm calling you to write, you need to let this relationship go. <laughs> and we were both like, just pissed off at God. Like, why? Like, mm -hmm. why do you do this? You know, why do you need, why does it need to be like that? But on the other hand, now that I've gone through this whole healing and healing my abandonment wood and daddy issues as a child and everything now, fast forward a few months, I'm like, I'm so happy that it happened because without it, it wouldn't have brought me so much healing and I wouldn't feel so amazing right now. And I wouldn't ha have even clearer vision of what I want and need in life. And so I feel like every mm -hmm. relationship is a very learning experience for us and we can grow and expand. And I feel like as we were talking with my ex-partner, um, Ricky, we always saw that our relationship was a massive success because we grew so much. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the relationship is a success when you grow and when you can literally look at it and say, oh my God, this was amazing. And I am a different person thanks to this whole experience. And so even though some relationships change, right? And you get divorced or whatever, then if yeah. you grew in this relationship, then it's amazing. It's, you know, you've got your lessons, you've got your uh, self-awareness. So this is the most important, I think, although it sometimes might be hard, but, um, you know, that's, uh, th that's just life. Yeah. We need to deal with that, uh, <laughs> with that shit <laughs> sometimes. But, but when you use methods like Psyche, it actually gets uh, way easier and you can, you know, way faster actually um, deal with it because, Psyche is uh, so effective and so quick just for the people who listen and you don't know in a few minutes, literally in a few minutes, you can change a belief, which means that in one and a half hour session that, for example, I do one and a half hour, you can cha change like five, 10, sometimes even 15 beliefs, depending on how fast uh, people go. But oh my God, like, it's so amazing that yeah. I would actually uh, love to come back to the topic of Psyche and just talk a little bit about what kind of possibilities we have in this kind of healing, maybe talk a little bit about different balances that we can do, uh, because <laughs> I haven't touched upon this topic with anyone yet on the podcast. And we have so much in Psyche that we can shift, right? So could you tell us about all these different uh, processes in Psyche yeah. oh my gosh. that There's could so many help ways us in uh, all like, these different ways? Just the one, the change process that we use all the time, right? The new direction balance, that can be applied to almost anything. But I'd say like my favorite, one of my favorite. Uh, change processes is the um, stressful scenario balance. I love it. You get so much bang for your buck. You like sit in the posture for a couple minutes and then boom, you've reframed and reprogrammed like an entire traumatic scenario instead of just a single belief. And I do that a lot. Actually, I do the stressful scenario a ton with my clients. Like there are so many, for example, single statements you could test for about money. Like money comes easily to me, or I always have more than enough money, right? You could do all of these different single statements, or I could have you think about money. And if the thought of money stresses you out, I'll put you in a stressful scenario balance and we'll reframe the entire experience with money. So I love that one. I probably overuse it because I love it so much. <laughs> I still overuse it. 
<laughs> there is no overuse of psych K. I mean, I'm no, addicted so, to it myself, so and I don't too, think you like, can ever overuse it. <laughs> the people having somebody there that's like holding the space for you to go through it as a facilitator, I feel like your clients feel so supported and validated in what they're experiencing too. So it's not it's a different kind of healing modality in that you have a space holder present with you that can validate your experience. And you can do so many different beliefs in one session that like every single process that you do, you start to notice when the energy is shifting, you get a little bit stronger, you get it differently. And it's just, I think, I feel like Psyche is just a really validating process for people. Absolutely. And the same that goes mm -hmm. with it, that, People right. actually do it on themselves. You're not healing someone. You're actually just guiding people how to heal themselves through different postures and movements of the body and repeating a specific belief because this is how Psyche works. You're balancing two hemispheres of your brain to be in harmony so that the resistance to a specific belief or specific feeling is gone. And so when you do these different postures and movements of the body, you actually can feel mm -hmm. within your body um, the energy shifting, right? And I had a session with a friend of mine who is a clairvoyant and I asked him, okay, so when I do Psych K, what is changing? Like what is shifting? And he saw it as a vision of like, you have a aura that is like light, but when you do Psych K, it's shining like super, super bright. And then when you're after Psych K, uh, the aura comes back to its previous state, but it's a little brighter. So every time you are uh, doing Psyche, you're like shining brighter and brighter and brighter because you don't have all these blocks and all this resistance, all the suppressed emotions in yourself. And so I just really like uh, picturing it in this way because truly when I sit in this whole brain state, uh, which is the, the state that you're imposing by these different postures and movements, I can really feel the energy shifting in my body. And um, I know that mm -hmm. people feel it very differently. Some people feel it in the mind through thoughts coming up some people feel it energetically some people feel it emotionally but it's really mm -hmm. amazing the change that you can feel in real time uh, once you do this <laughs> work so yeah. yeah we're just really big promoters and advocates for uh psyche here talk for hours uh, about this all mm -hmm. but there are also other things you can do you can do a relationship balance if you have uh, some you know imbalance in energy between you and your partner or a friend or a family member or you can do a life bonding balance which mm -hmm. is releasing stress from your birth and your death a potential death experience which is also quite powerful you have core beliefs balance which is a specific process as well for reprogramming core beliefs you can do so much and for me this method is really one of the most effective and personally for me just a mm -hmm. favorite because I'm super intense and and super quick in in my being and I really love when I can create a shift within seconds sometimes and uh, yeah so it could be a very nice thing to do and to learn as mm -hmm. well and I really encourage everyone to do at least one session and then if you freaking love it go and do the workshop because if you really change yourself you can change mm -hmm. yourself you can change your you know help your whole family uh, change themselves and if we can all do this we can really change the consciousness of the entire planet and build <laughs> yeah, this freaking it. new earth that is coming. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just really, really excited about it and about Psych K. So uh, yeah, I'm super passionate about it. And I'm really encouraging everyone who listens to, uh, you know, contact me, contact Natalie, check the session and, and try it out on yourself because it is non-comparable mm -mm. to any method that I've I ever tried before. Like it totally and changed what, what my do life. You think? <laughs> just like, being able to see through the belief shifting, like how much control and how much power 
you actually have over your life. You actually step get to step into that creator role instead of being a victim to a life that you're just conditioned to be living. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, so yeah, quickly. and it's crazy that it works so mm-hmm. quickly, right? Because like you can shift a belief within minutes. What the hell is going on? Where did it come from? Of course, from God, because everything is God, everything is source. But uh, you know, it's actually really, really fun uh, to do it. And as you say, it actually because it's so mm-hmm. positive. Because you're usually working with positive uh, beliefs and positive statements. It's actually quite pleasant because some of the healing modalities, like for example, the other uh, modality mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. use. Like you need to get into your shadow. You need to get into your shit, into your trauma, right? So it might be unpleasant and it might be quite tiring as well for you, uh, which I'm not saying that psyche is never tiring, but other modalities can be quite intense and quite uh, exhausting after doing them. But psyche is just very pleasant and very light and you can reprogram a lot uh, right. without having to feel <laughs> really like helpful. shit for extended <laughs> period of time. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. And th- this is so amazing. And so... Uh, what what are other things that you're using with your clients apart from the Akashic record readings and the psyche? Do you use mm-hmm. any yeah, other modalities? Um, in my, I offer methods? like a five session package. And in that package, I do astrology chart readings because I also, I can read birth charts. So including that, and then we look at like your human design and get like a really deep understanding of like the karma that you came here through that's like imprinted on you. And like the things we're not going to change about you. Like, I feel like using astrology as complimentary just gives you such a deeper awareness and understanding of who you are and like that there's nothing wrong with you. That's literally just who you are. So I use astrology. Uh, Sometimes I'll use cards. I use the Akashic records. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I think so. And intuition. I use my intuition. (laughs) Perfect. And so do you feel like the astrology is a way to describe us that is like constant and it's not something that we can change about ourselves? Or do you feel like it's like a guideline where you see it? It's like, okay, this is the predisposition maybe or the potential that I have and I can like utilize it or shift yeah, it in a like way that, that like it serves we, me we or, use it or more doesn't serve as, me. As a guide. And just to go back, like if somebody, for example, I don't know, say that you, like I'm a Pisces moon. So like my moon sign is really emotional and I like to be kind of reclusive and I like to check out like half here, half there. That's such a Pisces um, characteristic. So somebody who hasn't accepted that part of themselves that they like to get really deep in their emotions and then like tap in spiritually, half be here on earth, half up there. um, It just gives you an awareness of that's who your soul came here to be. It's not that you're weird. It's not that you're broken. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just a balance of that energy. And so like, like by going in your chart and looking at all the different planets and aspects, it will just give you a greater acceptance of yourself. Like I'm not weird. I'm not broken. This is just who I am. And if there's anything you don't like, we'll shift about mm. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. That's a beautiful perspective to have. And I have this uh, thing that popped to my mind. How does this... Mm-hmm whole idea relates to yeah, karma. Oh, karma. Um, and I what would does like, karma mean just say, for you? Like, nobody's a victim. We all signed up to be here. There's nothing that's going to happen to you that you didn't call in, that you're not creating, that your soul didn't agree to before incarnating on this earth. So like, nobody's a victim. Karma doesn't make you a victim. It's just, if you look at where Saturn is in your natal chart, that's really the lessons that you came here to learn. Saturn's like the great teacher. So that's technically your karma is the lessons you're going to work through. You'll feel it somewhere around 30 when Saturn returns. 
to the place it was in your birth chart. And then again, around 60. And the reason that our parents all had midlife crises is because they ignored it when they were 30. (laughs) So it's like your quarter life crisis and then like your midlife crisis. It's only a crisis if you're ignoring the lessons that it's trying to teach you. Mm. Yeah, I can I can really relate to that. I was uh, talking to Elaine on one of my previous podcasts. She was talking about Saturn return and and you know, I was telling her like, yeah, I've just split up with my partner and mm-hmm. it's, it's just before my birthday, like a day before my birthday when I would be starting to be 30 years old. <laughs> and and it's like now I'm 29, but this is my 30th year right now, you know? Uh so yeah, it's just pretty interesting how it all uh, correlates and for me I can see that this abandonment wound is my mm-hmm. core karma to work in this life. And that's why I'm the connection catalyst, right? Because I'm choosing to connect people more and more. That's why we're doing SoulFam. That's why we're creating the the app SoulFam to, to those who don't know, because I uh, sometimes mention it, but not often. We are in the process of creating a SoulFam app that is going to be the social networking um, app for conscious people and so i'm here Mm -hmm. to connect people because i was abandoned and i felt this connection as a child right so i can totally relate to this idea and but yeah it is something that we chose so uh, as you said i Mm -mm. totally agree that karma is not a bad thing it's more like something that helps us grow and helps us expand and realize things about ourselves and Mm -hmm. help us shift the perspective for the higher perspective, right? Because we can forgive, we can um, change the way that we're doing things thanks to all these experiences that are traumatizing for us. It doesn't right. necessarily have to be anything bad. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> As like, like, you know, oh, karma yeah. will get you. It's or not. people say karma is a bitch or whatever. No, it's not. Like, it's actually uh, something that we chose our, ourselves. Mm-hmm. So how can we say it that it's uh, it's like that, you know? It's, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. So yeah, uh, thank you for sharing that. It's it's really, really helpful. And so, but for people maybe who, I think everyone's heard of karma in some way, but what would be your definition based on the work that you do and the intuition that I you have? I would say what karma would be your is just the lessons that your soul signed up to learn. Everybody's karma is unique. You're not going to escape it. It's just something that you are kind of contracted to learn through. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. This is really spot on. And do you feel like karma is also the link to soul contracts that we signed to meet specific people, to be with specific people, or to break up with specific people as well? Do you feel like it's all interconnected? They play such a huge role in our karma in this life. Like other people are catalysts for our own growth. So I love that you're doing the connection catalyst because like connection is a catalyst. It makes so much sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to be the spark mm-hmm. that is a catalyst for everyone's connection, you know, uh, but it, it's just interesting topic for me because I feel like on one hand, I believe that, um, or I assume that karma is something that we choose for mm-hmm. ourselves, but then we can have like a common karma with someone where we know that or our souls just decided, okay, in this life, we're working through this. So then you agreed for your dad to do whatever for your mom to do whatever so that you can actually grow and learn these uh, things. But do you feel like soul contracts is something that is not to be broken in a way? Or do you feel like it's something that is shifting in life as we go? And sometimes we don't necessarily fulfill what our soul has planned for us. Cause uh, I have my own I perspective on it, but I'm really curious on to, yours. Yeah. Attempt to go through certain lessons and certain soul contracts, but we also have free will. So we can decide not to, but then you might leave this earth body and go back to the soul plane and your soul might be like, 
yeah, I didn't really do my job down there. I'm going to come back and I'm going to learn the same lessons. <laughs> so I think like you can ignore it. You have free will. You can decide mm-hmm. not to pursue what you are being kind of pushed to pursue, but you have free will. It's not an inevitability, but I think you'll probably choose to come back and do it again if you ignore it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it just doesn't pay off pretty much to ignore it and uh, yeah, to not yeah. sign up for these lessons because mm-hmm. you're going to have to do it all over again. So uh, what's the point of repeating the lesson if you can just handle all the stuff right now? And yeah, I, I can uh, er- agree with that totally that we can go with the mind and decide like, okay, our ego perspective, our limited self is just choosing not to go through specific things, but our soul is going to want to go through it anyway. Uh, So we might as well just like take it and uh, be on board with it and just, uh, yeah, go, go through the the (laughs) shit right now because then it might be easier later. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I... Exactly. And that's what I like doing, you know, even after my breakup, I was every day, I was just triggering myself to cry some stuff out and to let this go as fast as possible. I was, you know, reading freaking emails or looking at the videos or whatever. And I feel like that helped me to just move on faster than I would if I didn't intentionally Mm -hmm. uh, trigger all these emotions within me. Right. And I know that some people do it differently, but I'm just like that. I'd rather go through the uh, stuff ASAP so that then I can chill, you know, and you don't always have to, mm-hmm. like, you, you cannot always do it like that, of course, because you cannot work through all of it at once, but I just like to uh, do it like that. And that's why I also like Psych K because you can really yeah, be like, I know, boom, I boom, it. boom with your shit and then problem solved. <laughs> and so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are we are super passionate about Psyche. Okay, sorry, guys, if you if you're just like tired of this topic, but um, it's truly amazing. And if you try mm-hmm. it, you're gonna understand why we are talking about it so so much because it's truly incredible and so amazing. So, how could people find you if they would like to join your course or if they would like to have a, a intuitive session with yeah, you? Or I, package? Um, I'm where, the best to find across you? the board. On Instagram, I'm Intuitively Natalie. On I think I even have a Facebook page. It's Intuitively Natalie. And then my website is www.intuitivelynatalie.com. And that has everything on it. Perfect. That's amazing. Very simple for people to follow. And uh, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed the conversation with you and uh, I'm going to keep following you, of course, on Instagram and commenting and just liking all the stuff that you're doing because guys, you got to check it out intuitively, Natalie on Instagram because she does really, really funny reels sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, I'm really honoring you for your joy and for your beautiful energy. And so, yeah, guys, check it out uh, because I've been really enjoying it and I'm sure that you will too and uh, thank you so much Natalie for for coming and sharing your wisdom and your beautiful vibes with us today thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to us let's be intuitive together and contact intuitively Natalie on Instagram if you want to tap more into your intuition or you can also contact me on the connection catalyst on Instagram or go to www.connectionheightandcatalyst.com to find me and my services. And uh, I'm sure me or Natalie will be able to help you if you want to connect to yourself and your intuition deeper, or if you have any beliefs that you would like to shift in your life, because yeah, this belief work that we're doing is truly amazing. So 
Thank you so much again for being with us and hope to have you listen to us next time.